perfect? Bang on my chest if you think I'm perfect. Go ahead, bang on it. No heart? You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond, and thank you so much for tuning in, no matter where you're listening to us from, the mountains of West Virginia, the plains of Wisconsin, or maybe even found us on the Breadbox Media app in Alaska. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Young Catholics Respond. I want to remind you that you can go out and uh, support us uh, on our website, patchworkheart.org. There's so many different ways and our ministry is growing by leaps and bounds. So check it out and uh, reach out to us on social media. But I don't want to spend too much time talking about us on this episode because I am once again joined by my good friend Susan Tassoni, who is a long passionate champion for the holy souls in purgatory and is recognized as leading the worldwide purgatory movement. She is an award-winning author of 12 bestsellers, including her latest book, Day by Day, for St. Faustina now, which is what we're going to talk about today. She makes uh, speaking appearances all over the country. Uh, Over a dozen cardinals and bishops worldwide have endorsed her works. She is a frequent and popular guest on national radio and television programs, as well as social media. In 2013, she was featured in the groundbreaking documentary, Purgatory, the Forgotten Church, and was on the cover of Catholic Digest magazine in 2017. She also continues to work tirelessly to raise donations for masses for the Holy Souls, and Susan holds her master's degree in religious education from Loyola University, Chicago, and had the honor and privilege of being granted two private audiences with Pope Pope St. John Paul II, who bestowed on her a special blessing for her and the Holy Souls. You can learn more about her at susantasoni.com. But Susan, welcome to the program, and thank you so much for being here on Young Catholics Respond. Bill, it's always a pleasure. We go way back, and so you're part of the family, and I'm just happy to to join you right before um, the great uh, Holy Week and the Triduum and and Easter and Divine Mercy Sunday. What 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 we, what we have in store for us is just phenomenal. Exactly. No, it is it is amazing and and so wonderful. Uh, to have you on and to be able to talk about this uh, brand new book that you have out, uh, Day by Day with St. Faustina. It's 365 Reflections. I want to uh, talk with you about, uh, you know, St. Faustina and, um, and, and really, um, you know, what led you to write this book because uh, it, it is a gem, another gem from you. Really, thank you. Um, I'm just delighted. In fact, you can uh, catch me on EWTN Live with Father Mitch Pacwa, where we um, talked about um, the special passage of the book and what we'll share today, which why I did this and what's the essence of the book. So this is interesting, um, Bill. The Daughters of St. Paul told me that people come into their store with, with a diary and tell them that they read it, and now they don't know what to do with it. Um, the Divine Mercy Shrine gift shop told me that people call in and ask if they have a day-by-day. They specifically ask for that, um, that kind of a book for the diary. And then I had another friend, Bill, tell me that she listens to the diary on CD in her car along with her husband and, and just comments and says to me, you know, well, it's lovely, but what do I do now? And then, and then of course, finally, 
um, but not least, the priest who endorsed the book said he felt a little intimidated by the depth and the length of the visionary's diary. As you well know, it's over 700 pages. So I'm happy to say that it's the book we did is a comprehensive introduction to her writing and a solid answer for those asking how to apply her teaching and example in life. So if you've read the diary, it will show you how to apply these fundamentals. And you don't have to be Catholic, Bill, to, to you know, to read this. They're fundamentals, obviously, they're with the Christian, you know, with the Christian direction. Um, so if you've read the diary, it'll help you. If you have not read the diary, it'll help you walk through it. It'll help you understand the essential elements of the diary, and of course, her mission. One of her, the main mission was what divine mercy. That's coming up on uh, in a couple weeks. Or the trust in divine mercy, the image, the feast day, the chaplet, and the novena. But Bill, what I learned when I did this fourth book was there are additional major themes that led her to to the secret sanctity. I there it was. Um, so I discovered these and and. Uh, they were repeated over and over again, Bill. Um, they were scattered through the diary. Uh, that's why you didn't, you don't see them. They're hard to see. But I put them in an organized fashion, and I wove them throughout the book. And these are the key themes, Bill. Confession, adoration, praying for the dying, holy communion, doing God's will, and the love God has for us. These are the things, things that were repeated over and over again. These are the secrets of sanctity. And I wanted to share with you, you know, um, what she said about some of these things. Beautiful. You know, uh, the other thing that I really love about how you laid out the book, and as you kind of mentioned it, is it's, it, each page is just very, very simple. It has the uh, quote from the diary, a reflection, and then a prayer, Right. <laughs> And, and so, you know, when, when you read this, it's also calling you deeper into a relationship with Faustina, correct? Absolutely. That's the thing. Faustina is going to help you um, learn how to trust God. She gives you examples of how she dealt with friction and people in her life. She helps you. There's some great, great uh, passages and, and insights and advice on growing closer to our Lord in the Eucharist. She shows you how to develop a stronger, deeper prayer life with the help of the angels and the saints. Um, she helps you apply her secrets sanctity. And she also, as you know, went to heaven, hell, and purgatory. And she points that out to help influence your own choices. And of course, you know, there's no saint without the love of the Blessed Mother. Um, and how the, Our Lady said, how she said, our Lord told her, draw closer to my mother to get closer to me. And then, of course, I never, you know, leave out the souls in purgatory because she talks about suffering and the value of suffering, which are some powerful passages that, that are her messages to those that are sick and suffering and how to use your suffering to help others, including the souls in purgatory. And of course, she even talks about, and again, these are all the themes, how to better understand and take advantage of what that spiritual powerhouse of confession. And then, you know, wrap it all up. What is it? What is it? You know, what's the, you know, what does it become? What do you become? You become the one you befriend. You become like Jesus. You become a person of mercy by learning from the saint of mercy who spent her life day by day teaching others about the infinite love and compassion of God and how to pray it. So it's my prayer and it's my hope for you and for me that we take her message to heart and reflect on it, live it day by day with St. Faustina. And this is what the book does. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, this is not your first day-by-day -day book either. You have uh, many different day-by-day -day books, one for the Holy Souls, uh, of course. And so, I, you know, I want to ask you, you know, what, what makes this um, book unique? Because I, I, I know you've written about St. Faustina as well, right? You've, you've made... Uh, you know, like, uh, what is it, four books about St. Faustina? Yeah, yeah, so. we, we covered the additional themes that she, she was actually missions that she was called on to do. She was called to pray for the souls in purgatory. She was called, of course, to pray for the conversion of sinners. And, of course, she was St. Faustina of the Blessed Sacrament, which is what? Adoration. Adoration was her life. And what, what makes this book unique is that it's never been done before. I've never, we've never, no one's ever taken the diary and, and, and helped you use it as a guide to help you walk through the diary. So it's readable, it's prayable, um, and it helps you to grow in your love of divine mercy and how to do it in very contemporary um, analogies and eye-opening analogies that we have. It's done liturgically too, Bill. You can pick up the book any time of the year, especially now, and focus on the particular month that's tied into the liturgical season. For example, March is focused on Lent, the past uh, May is Our Lady. Um, we include the feast days of Our Lord and Our Lady. We include movable feasts, and we include St. Faustina's Order. There are special feast days that were important to the Order. In fact, the guardian angels were de designated as one of their patrons. Um, every convent had a statue of St. Michael. So in a special way, we share her revelations and, and why she felt so close to Michael. And you know why she did, um, uh, Bill, why she had a, a, a great reverence for Michael and uh, and I'll share with you, it's in, our, it's in the book October 29th, and we called it Flying Blind. And this is what she said, I have a great reference for St. Michael, reverence for St. Michael the Archangel. He had no example to follow in doing the will of God, and yet he fulfilled God's will faithfully. And our reflection is, we have so many angels and good souls we can learn from and imitate. Not so for St. Michael. In that sense, he was flying blind. Now, just as he and the others can be examples for us, God asks us to be examples for those around us in our own lives. Part of our vocation is to demonstrate what it means to faithfully fulfill the will of God. All the, that, that will of God, Bill, is literally one of the keys to sanctity, one of the keys to avoid purgatory, one of the keys that, that God values and loves the most, and Our Lady, do the will of God. What does that look like? Obey the commandments, corporal and spiritual works of mercy, the Beatitudes. That's what it looks like. Yeah, how beautiful, you know. Um, and I never thought about that before either, Susan, how St. Michael did not have a um, role model to follow. He was that first one to, to follow the will of God and to uh, do the will of God and, and, and do it perfectly. <laughs> uh, so, wow. What a uh, what an incredible um, insight for for our listeners, you know, and and uh, I'll I'll tell you that it it's getting increasingly hard out there in the world for young people to uh, to live their Catholic faith out and and to uh, you know have that. So pray to Saint Michael for the role model. Pray to Saint Michael to be that role model and that protector of of your holiness. And you know what? You don't need to have um, somebody going before you to do it. You can, you know, in your family or with your friends, you can do it. It's possible, right? Isn't that the lesson? That oh, absolutely. Teach? We're given the grace. You know, we're made to, to follow God's will. It's part of our, it's part of our being. We know deep down when we're doing God's will and we're not. In fact, even, you know, we have another passage called the key to happiness. And Faustina was walking through the cemetery and she was praying for the souls in purgatory and she heard them. And she said, you are happy, are you not? And she heard the words, 
we are happy in the measure that we have fulfilled God's will. And then there was silence. And she went on to say, I'm fulfilling God's will and how I am profiting from that time that God has given me. So there's the key. The key to temporal and eternal, uh, eternal happiness, Bill, is do God's will. And you're happy when you do God's will. You know when you're out of God's will. You, you know, it's, 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 it's automatic. You don't feel good. You feel lousy. You don't feel comfortable. All, all those things, you know, are little indicators that I don't think this is the right thing. It's just that we're weak. And, that we, and how, do we, how do we fight the weakness? Through the sacraments, which she did. She said without Holy Communion, she wouldn't be able to fight the battle. Confession, which gives you the strength and the grace to overcome temptations and, and, and um, uh, things that, uh, what do you call it? not attitudes, but um, bad habits, if you will. So she talks about confession as being the key to sanctity. In fact, what's coming up? Divine Mercy Sunday, um, where you go to confession, receive communion, and all temporal punishment is removed from your soul. Everything. Your soul is the way it was on the way... Uh, the way it was when you were baptized. So confession is very powerful, um, uh, you know, a sacrament uh, to take advantage of. In fact, in the catechism, um, Bill, it, it, it's called the sacrament of conversion. Um, it's, that's the first step in returning to the Father, to uh, go to confession. It's also called the sacrament of forgiveness because the priest absolves. You know, um, you know, and, and God grants that penitent pardon. Um, it's called the sacrament of reconciliation because it imparts to the sinner the love of God who reconciles. So, you know, in Corinthians, be reconciled to God. And that's what the devil hates. You know what he hates? Um, I'd have to find it here, but I, but I know off the top of my head, what he hates the most? Mercy. And why? Because we are able to go back to confession and receive God's forgiveness um, where, where he would prefer us not to. He would prefer us to be, you know, to continue to be destructive and, 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 and be down on ourselves. But God gives us confession and gives us mercy. And that's what the devil hates the most is God's mercy because we're able to go back to him, which he doesn't want us to do. Amen. Well, hey, uh, Susan, we have to take that short little break here on Young Catholics Respond. When we come back, we're going to continue our amazing conversation with you. And um, we'll be uh, right back after these messages here, talking with uh, the champion of the Holy Souls in Purgatory, Susan Tassoni, right back after these messages on Young Catholics Respond. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147 or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. St. Therese of Lisieux's Little Way of the Cross, written by Victoria Clarizo and designed by Just Love Prince, is a beautiful prayer booklet that helps you pray the Stations of the Cross. Use these reflections to meditate on the great love and mercy that Jesus had for us as he journeyed to Calvary. The Little Way of the Cross includes gems from Scripture, the writings of St. Therese, and the words of Jesus from the imagination and prayer of the author. Go to justloveprince.com to get your copy today. Hi everybody, Bill Snyder here. 
Just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. And as a founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, we have so much more going on than just our podcasts. Check it out at patchworkheart.org. Our Blessed Mother wants only the best for her children and has given us a special place where she promises to help all those who appeal to her motherly love and protection. Telling Saint Juan Diego that here I will alleviate the sufferings of all those who love me and seek my protection. That holy place is now the site of the beautiful Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico City. If you would like to learn more about how you can visit this special place of grace, please visit vivaguadalupe.org for more information. Our Lady may be calling you now. Do you want to keep your finger on the pulse of Patchwork Heart Ministry? Follow our monthly blog, Written on Our Hearts. Simply go to patchworkheartministry.blogspot.com and click subscribe and follow the on-screen instructions. That's patchworkheartministry.blogspot.com, then click subscribe. Your heart is always beating, but you never have to think about it. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Welcome back to this episode of Young Catholics Respond, everybody. I'm Bill Snyder. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, we have with us one of uh, my dearest friends, Susan Tassoni. She uh, is the champion for the Holy Souls in Purgatory, uh, has authored so many different amazing books, uh, and uh, 12-plus books. But um, she she is talking about her latest one, which is The, the Day by Day with St. Faustina, and, uh, you know, we're talking about all kinds of different things before the break, but I want to ask you um, a little bit about your uh, connection to St. Faustina and knowing that the diary was once forbidden, uh, but thanks to the, due to a faulty translation of it, uh, but then thanks to the papacy of John Paul II, St. Faustina has become a household name. So how did this change happen? And given the state of the world today, uh, what part of Jesus' message to Faustina does our world need to hear? What they need to hear, and what she's trying to relay to us, well, Jesus, through Faustina, is the divine mercy message is the same as it was in St. Faustina's time, Bill. It applies to us now more than ever, because the Lord wants to remind us of his infinite mercy and love, and to be mercy and love. He told Faustina that these are his greatest attributes, that he doesn't derive pleasure from the death of the wicked, but to turn from his evil way that he will live. And as you know, um, I think Faustina's message was forward-thinking and maybe really, as I said before, intended more for our time, because you remember when she was doing the diary and the, the, had the image, it wasn't popularized at that time. It, she was in a convent. There was a war coming. So her message, I think, perfectly is suited to the issues that are roiling our country, Bill. So many are angry often with the people we love because they don't see the world as we want them to see it. So St. Faustina gives us a path. She says, follow God's will. Be merciful with yourself and others. Forgive yourself and others. Share disagreements without becoming disagreeable. And people are turning to this divine mercy message for advice and comfort. And that's, that's what I think what the Lord, the message is, 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 again, what the message is telling us. It's the same as it was um, 
you know, when she began writing it. And, of course, one of the big things, too, is he's mercy and love. Those are his greatest attributes. And um, when I was doing the diary, Bill, I noticed over and over again how much he loved us. She kept telling us this and how he was explaining that to her. It was so powerful, Bill, that at the end of every month, you're going to see what she said about his love and how he's trying to express his love for us. And he said, he said, she said that in one passage, what a delight it is to love with all the force of one's being, um, of one's soul, and to be loved even more in return. That he loves us more in return. The same, you know, is true for us. No matter how much we love someone, no matter how much we may love God, he love his love for them and for us is infinitely greater and personal and one to one. And that's one of the passages in our book and our reflection that he loves us more than anybody else and more than anybody can. And that Bill, we were chosen to be alive in this generation. We were not an accident. No matter how you were born, you were a result of the thought of God. You were willed. You were loved, and you were you're necessary, and you're irreplaceable and unrepeatable. And we all, everyone has a mission to fulfill. No one can complete your message, and he wants you to be with him in eternity. He could have picked a gazillion Bill Snyders, but he chose you, Bill, and all the listeners to be alive because there was something about you and all of us that he wants us to be with him for all eternity. That's how, like I said, he loves us more than anybody else and greater than them. Yeah, you know, and that and that's incredible that, you know, I saw a quote one time uh, that, you know, God, God made all these mountains and trees and, and, and beauty. And how awesome to, is it that he needed one of you two in the world that he thought I needed to create you two. And so, and so that's so beautiful, right? It's just so beautiful. It's, you know, it's he chose you, you know, to right. be alive. There's a there's other souls that never came into existence, and he chose you. Um, and he chose Faustina and the great saints. You know, you have be who you're called to be. That's what you have to do. Find out. You know, pray. It's always through prayer to find out what do you want of me. He wants you to become the one you befriend. You befriend Jesus. He wants you to become another Jesus through your personality and your words and 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 your gifts. Um, um, when, in fact, one of the things I wanted to share, Bill, that jumped out again, besides his love, was praying for the dying. That was amazing. And if you have a lo- young audience, um, I just want to share this with the young audience. Uh, she fasted. Um, uh, fasting is extremely powerful. Fasting, you know, can suspend laws of nature. Fasting can, can stop wars. There's so many examples about fasting that, you know, I'm encouraging people, you know, if you can't fast because it brings you closer to God, it, it helps you clean to God instead of potato chips, Bill. It redirects your will, and it helps you know the difference between wants and needs. Um, Cardinal Sarah, the prefect, he was, uh, you know, Cardinal in Rome. He's 70 years old, and he fasts twice a month. Uh, and I like what St. Asterius He's a 5th century evangelist who lived in what is modern-day Turkey. This is what he said about fasting. He says, angels are close guardians and keepers of the homes that fast. She had a great love for the angels. So she fasted and she prayed for the dying. Big, big, big message in the diary over a dozen times. Jesus told her, pray the chaplet. She, Christina said it's very important to pray the chaplet for the dying. Um, her guardian angel reminded her to pray for the dying. She would get interlocutions to pray for the dying. Then she started to pray for her own death. And what did she do? She 
prayed the prayers of the church. She prayed Psalm 130 for her own death. And she was only in her 30s, Bill. You know, we're not talking somebody who's, you know, who's had a full life. Um, that's why you have to pay attention. You know, God can call you at any time. But one thing I noticed when I was seeing how important it was to, to pray for the dying, especially the chaplet, she said the prayers for the dying. But, Bill, nowhere in the diary were there the prayers that she was referring to. However, my mother had died, and my publisher asked me to do a book on how I prepared my mom for death. So there is a book called, uh, uh, it's called Prayers, Promises, and Devotions for the Holy Souls in Purgatory. And in that book gives you the prayers of the church for the sick and the suffering and the dying. The suffering and the sick and the dying were her favorites, Bill. The official prayers of the church are in there. You know, you're in a waiting room with somebody going through a procedure, or you're in a room, somebody having surgery, or you're in a doctor's office, or you're at some, you're, somebody in your family is sick. What do you do? Now we have that book. Um, and I shared, with the, I shared that book on EW10. That book was used by Jeanette Bankovic. She's a host of Women of Grace. When her first husband died, they had that book, and those prayers were in there. And the apostolic pardon is in there, which also grants you a plenary indulgence at the hour of your death. So praying for the dead is extraordinarily powerful and important because it will give you the grace of a happy death. And what is that, Bill? Is it to die in the state of what, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not to die in the state of Wisconsin or the state of Illinois. It's to die in the state of grace. And we have to petition God for that. How do you get that grace? Avoid mortal sin. First Fridays, first Saturdays, perseverance, they give you that grace, you know, practicing those devotions, which, which uh, uh, Sister Lucia, uh, through Our Lady, said, do these to, you know, to, to end war and to bring about peace. Um, so I have to say, she really stressed dying more than I, that I realized when I was doing the, doing the book. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so, um, it's so amazing, you know, how, uh, how you highlight a lot of that for us. And it's not about dying in the state of Illinois, the state of Wisconsin, the state of Alaska, the state of Hawaii. It's about dying in the state of grace. And, uh, that is, that is so beautiful. Uh, and, and, and something that we, we should always, uh, we should always do bring, uh, the chaplet into, uh, nursing homes, bring the chaplet into, uh, you know, a, a hospital room, um, you know, pray, pray, pray the chaplet, even if you're in the car, because in, in the book, in our day by day, she talks about her, I believe her uncle was dying, but she wasn't present, but the chaplet still, she, she did it from afar. Mm -hmm. So if there's somebody sick and dying or suffering and you're in a car, you're, uh, you know, a, a state away or in another state, I should say that chaplet still applies. It happened to me, Bill. My mother was dying. I was in a different state. I was on the phone with my sister. She was dying. We were praying the chaplet. And there was dead silence during the middle of the chaplet, and I thought she died. And it turned out my sister, you know, she was out west. There's no flowers. There's cactus where she lives. She said the whole room filled up with incense. It just knocked her over. Um, what's incense? It's the presence of God. The, I, uh, that chaplet is stressed over and over again. Pray that chaplet. Yes, absolutely. Susan, um, and, and get the book, too, right? Uh, day by day. It walks you through the diary. It, it unlocks the secrets to sanctity. How did she become holy? How did she deal with people in her life? She said, she said you know, I don't live with angels. Do we live with angels? No. We live with family members. We live our, with our children. She lived with the nuns. She got hurt, and a lot of things happened to her, and she shared in the book, we share with how she handled those problems and those issues. And you know what, the, what she kept saying? For the most part, Bill, because we get our barbs and we get our little crosses every day by somebody looking at you or making a remark or some, there's something that comes up. You know, basically overall, she was saying as I was going through the diary, 
she was saying, you know, she said, she said it in a different way, which for us would mean be cool. Don't let it get you. Let it go. Because Sister Lucia in Fatima said, act deaf, dumb, and blind. Because when you do those things, um, which is very hard to do when somebody's making a comment, she said, you're, you're going to be able to hear the voice of God more clearly. Amen. Amen. Uh, Susan, tell us how you can get this latest book and, of course, connect with you as we wrap up this episode. They always fly by so fast. Thank you, Bill. I just love chatting with you. Um, you know, the book has, I think, sold 7,000 copies in four weeks. That tells you, how, did you know, Bill, did you know that uh, St. Faustina is the most Googled saint on the Internet? The most Google saint in terms of books, in terms of statues and medals and um, and uh, holy cards. Uh, that's she's. I call her the the 21st century, the the high tech 21 high tech saint of the 21st century. But I would say support your local Catholic bookstore first. Uh, support EWTN. Be an evangelizer. That's how you can evangelize through your bookstores. And you know, I know that there's other ways to get it free shipping and lower price. But you know, make the sacrifice and and help you know promote and evangelize charity begins at home through our your own bookstores and through ewtn yes uh susan thank you so much for being here and talking with me today on young catholics respond and sharing uh with us about this it is uh, always a pleasure to talk with you i can't wait to talk with you again uh as you write your next book and your next book and your next one well there'll be one more coming bill but um i you know i'm taking a breather and i and i wish you the best bill i understand you're engaged in um, both of you are lucky. Both of you are lucky. You're going to bring little bills up in the world that are going to be the future generation to carry the torch. And, and I can see that young baby holding that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one day. But thank you so much, Susan, for being there and, uh, and for being here. God bless you, Bill, and a blessed Holy Week, Triduum, and Easter. Likewise. Likewise for you as well. well thank this- you. This has been an episode of Young Catholics Respond. Until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.